Welcome to episode 10, episode 10 of And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And we're just going to take a little minute that we're in double figures now, because oof, this podcast, man, <laughs> took so long to birth, to create, to actually get going. To get to episode 10 is a real moment for me. Just to show, as I say, this is going to be a long-term commitment that I'm making, which is why it's weekly, because any more than that would be unsustainable for me. But also my commitment to make sure that what is on here is something that's creating sparks in you, that is allowing you to feel seen, heard, understood, and to allow you to start to see hear and understand yourself because we outsource a lot and it's always done with the best of intentions we outsource ourselves for validation from others because we don't completely trust ourselves and yet we would completely trust ourselves with somebody else we do completely trust ourselves in certain areas we do completely trust ourselves when we are standing for something we believe in And maybe that last sentence is one to just let swirl that we believe in. And quite often what we don't believe in is ourselves in some areas. You know, we might believe that we're really good at one thing. We might believe we're really good at insert anything, you know, and still believe that we're not going to be great at the thing that we really want or not great at the thing that we can't seem to get a handle on, or not great at the thing that keeps keeps showing up on repeat. And what we just need to understand is there is reason for everything. Our state really matters, and our state is often altered by our emotions, and our emotions are altered by what our experience of the world has been to date, what we're surrounding ourselves with, And what our belief system believes from our emotional responses. So when I talk about how we trust ourselves and how we believe in ourselves, it does fall within that bracket of how do we feel about ourselves because our emotional response to certain things for ourselves, for parts of ourselves, for elements of who we think we are and who we think we're not, that response to other people, who does she thinks she is or who does he think he is or why don't these people see this in them like it blows my mind all of these things is because we are that complex mixture as I repeat of the illogical and logical of the emotional and the cognitive of the way that we blend so miraculously into our environments at times and I'm going to talk about it today from a slightly different angle surprise surprise But I've seen a couple of posts recently that I'd love to discuss. And one was, we can't be the byproduct of the people that we spend the most time with because we're individuals, which I do get. I do get. We're not necessarily inherently becoming the five people that we spend the most time with. It's a really simplified quote. But what I will say is the environments and people we surround ourselves enable us to sit within a certain level of ourselves. So if in certain environments we're spending an awful lot of time that will never quite prod us because they know how to keep us happy, 
that will never say certain things to us, that would never be open to discussing certain things about themselves. If we are in environments all the time where the conversation is kept to a certain level to keep everybody happy, if the discussions aren't allowed to go outside the lines, if nobody is inspiring you, challenging you, or nudging you slightly, then it's really easy to sit within the ease of that group. It's really easy to sit within the ease of the conversations that you know off by heart, the routes that people are going to take, the way it's going to take. And it can be really hard to disrupt that if you're the only person in the group that's a little bit, I want to take it a little bit further or I'm holding myself back or I feel silly talking about this in front of these people. It has impact. So the people that we get to meet, the people that we can start to engage with, a swirl in the energy of, start to understand more of what they're talking about or what they're pushing themselves to do or how different the conversation is. Not necessarily, let me straighten this out, not necessarily more highbrow, not necessarily all striving in one direction for success, but there might be really creative people. There might be people that challenge your view of the world, of your politics, of your biases. There might be people that are really interested in certain things that you've never explored. Yeah, they might be fanatical about certain sports or countries or spaces, and you just haven't been enlightened to that kind of chat as people inviting you to certain things or asking you to participate in certain things and it's very different and in that different you are pushing yourself even if it's just to see something from a different point of view so it does have a big impact on us who we are surrounded by because it expands our view of the world and if we are only ever in the same company it is very rare And this is a company as in a group. So if you're around the same kind of people all of the time, it can be very difficult to change if the other people aren't changing. That's something I want you to keep awareness of. But another part of all of this is we are being influenced all of the time. And I know that, say, people who have the job title of influencer have had an awful lot of stick over the years. And that's because they are deemed to have influence. So they should be using it how we believe they should be using it. It's a responsibility and it's a responsibility they shouldn't take lightly and they should do X, Y, and Z. But we're always under influence. You know, we fall under the influence of drugs, of shopping hits, of the influence of where we will shop, the influence of alcohol, the influence of our friends the influence of our parents, the influence of our teachers, the influence of society, immediate society and the larger society. We're under the influence of the people we are spending time with. We're under the influence of what we're consuming, how often we're consuming it, whether that might be what you watch, what you're scrolling through, what you're reading, the conversations you're having. You are constantly under the influence But because we don't demand something of those influences, we don't ask that they conform to our view of the world because they are influencing us and we're registering it, 
then it's really easy to be influenced without even noticing. So I always ask people, especially in course formats, in group formats, what are you under the influence of? What has a lot of weight in your world? Whose opinion do you seek? Whose opinion do you look to in your real life? Why? Who are you afraid of upsetting in your real life? Why? What broader spectrum, what businesses, what people that you see doing certain things that are complete strangers, what influence is that having on your day-to-day decisions at the moment? Why do you do some of the things you do? What's the influence there that came from? Where did it start and what was the influence and why and how has that influence grown? What do you consume on a daily basis? And what influence does that have on how you feel? And we consume loads of things. We consume our environment. We consume food. We consume literature. We consume the TV. We consume other people's thoughts, words. We can consume the weather having an impact on this. Yeah, we, we are in that consumption of things that is having an influence on us. And unless we're paying attention to what we're under the influence of, what the impact of the influence is, and if that is the desired impact we want on our lives, if that is what we want to believe, if that's what we want to take part in, if that's what we want to stand for, if that's something we need to challenge, if that's something we just stopped registering and just do on automatic and just don't even know where it came from. Like, why do I think that? There's so many things I ask that question from. I'm like, why do I think that? And one that made me laugh the other day, I can't remember whose Instagram I was watching, but it was an episode of a podcast clip. And it said like, the amount of things I don't like that I've never tried never fails to make me laugh. And that made me smile. How many things do you declare you don't like having never tried because of the seed planted somewhere else by someone else? by an idea, by a thought, by a feeling about something, but you've never done it, but you absolutely would say that I don't like it. I wouldn't do that. I'm not having that. Having never tried it, that really sparked something in me because I was like, wow, I I used to say I don't like coffee. I'd never drank coffee in my whole life, but I decided I didn't like coffee. I was under the influence because of other people in my life that had said coffee was a no-no. Turns out I love coffee. I didn't start drinking it until my 30s, but I love coffee. I also believed I didn't like Marmite. Turns out I do. There are many things in many ways. They're two very small things there, but so interesting that I was adamant about those two things. Turns out it wasn't true. What are you under the influence of? What is automatic within you? What do you really strongly believe that you have no proof of, that you don't know why you believe it? that you don't know why that's so ingrained. Where does it come from? And, you know, do you still want to stand by that or do you want to explore it? Do you want to see what else might be true for you? And I think it's really important because we become, even in this whole growth mindset era, even when we're in this development world, even when, you know, we know off by heart what we need to do to overcome a challenge that we know we need to overcome, what happens with the small things? that we're not aware of, that we're so willing to argue the toss about. We're so willing to come in with a strong point of view. We're so willing to close down the idea of, not for me, and we don't quite know where it comes from. We don't 
know if we've ever explored any other angle, if we've spoke to somebody that has different points of view, if we've ever visited somewhere ourselves and seen for ourselves, if we've ever looked at it from any other angle, if we've ever tried it. Looking at those things and just seeing what part of that is from an influence that is not my own. You know, and I say this sentence so often, people like me do things like this. That influence in itself might be people like me shop in this store. I'm not allowed in, like people like me do not shop in that store. People like me go to places like this. People like me don't eat things like that. Really small. I don't wear those things. You know, I wouldn't live in that area. Whatever it is, this view of the world that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller from this influence we're not aware we're under in certain situations in really tiny ways. If we start to explore the really tiny stuff that shows up just with a bit of curiosity, even just go and try something that you're you're absolutely convinced that you don't like. Try something on that you're absolutely convinced you can't wear. You know, go into a place that you absolutely believe is not for you and just notice what's happening in you and just recognize that a lot of it won't be true. A lot of it's so conditioned into you one way or another that won't be true. And when we can challenge some of those really little silly things and just say, oh my God, that's not true. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's not true. Then we can start to see how we can explore it in other areas as well. Not everything has to be hugely deep and meaningful. It might just be finding out if you like coffee and if you like Marmite, you know? It might be working out that actually I can go in there and wear that thing. It might be working out that maybe I could go and explore that co-working space and not be intimidated by it. Maybe the reason I'm intimidated is because of an influence I'm under about what that means or who goes there or what it means about those people. And just dig in. Dig into the silly, dig into the fun, dig into the, ooh, why not? Dig into the things that maybe nobody else will give two shits that you've explored. <laughs> it's not developing in any way. It's just challenging your point of view, challenging the idea of where you're influenced, challenging what's just showing up that you don't think about. Now, this is an exceptionally short episode. Some might say exceptionally trivia. Welcome to episode 10. But it is really, really interesting. Like I'm under, people are saying to me, where did or why did you start collecting crystals? What was the influence, really, I asked myself, of where this come from? Can I remember? Can I go back? And somebody like me, I'm going to start the disassociation club, a disassociator. I have very few memories of lots and lots of things. If it's not current if it's old I sometimes have to really go and dig for it but when I dig for it I will establish and find things some things make no sense the crystal thing makes no sense I know what created my first purchases and what the influence was for me but other than that it makes no sense as to where that came from it wasn't about the crystal for me at the time there are so many little little things Go and even look at your wardrobe and work out what the influence is. Go and check out what's in your home. Look at what routes you take. Look at what you eat. Just go and check out the influences and just see where has this come from? Why? What? 
who, how, and just get playful with it. Staying away from judgment and justification and staying with curiosity and compassion. Be playful with it and just start to explore more things like that. Some are really simple. Some things are just because they caught your eye, because they're magical to you, because, 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 and that's fine. But other things that, you know, we've never tried, but we just believe, things that we're really adamant on, but we don't really know that much about. I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, isn't it? That's half of the arguments on the internet is people having extreme views on things that they don't really know much about. They just know what they know from the influences they have and what they believe they can trust compared to what they believe they absolutely will not consider. Extremes. It's always my favorite thing to sit and look at extreme views on anything and wonder what's the driving influence of this extreme view. And I wonder if this person has ever explored it. And the reason I bring this in is because, again, when things happen that are even an extreme share, somebody's coming in to tell you of a good or a bad experience, and it's quite extreme in the sense that it's raw, it's unfiltered, and it's quite a big deal. It's quite a big topic. Lots of people will pile in and share their stories and say, yes, this is my story. And other people will be like, no, 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 you're not allowed this. It will be extreme. There will be very few curious, compassionate, non-comparing stories in the comments. And the reason for that is because we become really aligned with things. We can become really polarized in those things of this is me and this is what I'm against. But there's very few elements where we can just go, "Mm, do you know what? That's a view I haven't taken on board before. That's their experience. It's not mine. And I don't need to change their mind. (laughs) But on the whole, we gather together under an influence of what we believe is right and we steer away from what we believe is wrong quite often in the basis of an influence that we've had along the lines somewhere and often it's to see do I have this strong an opinion on this is this something I'm willing to challenge myself more on is this true is this true to me and whose influence is this from Is it through that identity work that I'm working on myself and I'm really clear that this is what I'm passionate about? Or have I picked this up because somebody else was really passionate about it? Or have I rejected this because somebody was really passionate about it that I don't like? (laughs) There's so many ways, so many ways. And this turned into a longer episode than I intended. But have a little think about what influence you are under at any time. The things that you're agreeing with, the things you're disagreeing with, the things that you're avoiding because you don't think they're for you, and the things that you're going after because you definitely think they are. Just ask yourself what the influence is, especially in the things that you've never tried, especially in the things that you don't really, truly know that much about, especially in the people you've never met. I'll leave you with that. I hope you have a good ponder. I'm always open to feedback, to those DMs, to those emails. I also have an open calendar on a rolling basis for those two-hour solution sessions, which also have a week support with me. It's well worth digging in if you've got some questions, if you want to review something, if you want to really get clear, then please do take a look at the calendar on my website and get in touch. 
Other than that, I hope this has sparked, once again, something for you to think about and something for you to consider next time you do something automatically. Sending lots of love.